You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. It's Good to interesting because every it? every time we start the show, um, I have a pattern, a routine, mm-hmm. that a mental checklist, I guess, that I go through. And there's times that I'm like pausing, going, "What else could I do?" Right before I'm supposed to start the show, that was one of those times this time. Okay. So <laughs> this yes, you is didn't think of anything. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. I, I couldn't right. break out of that rut. And that routine, because that's what married life is sometimes. Sometimes it is. And so what we want to have happen here with Sexy Marriage Radio is help you branch out beyond if you need to, or you're looking for that little bit of a spark or spice, or you just need to grow a little bit, Mm -hmm. challenge some things a little differently. That's what we're here for. So the way you can let us know what's going on in your world is you can call us at 214-702-9565 is our voicemail line. That helps us answer questions that are on people's hearts in the SMR Nation. You can also email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, where we still get quite a few emails each and every week and day mm-hmm. that are helping us be better as a show, which is what we'll talk a little bit about today with today's episode. Perfect. But they also are good questions that we get to follow up on or go some places that maybe we haven't gone yet, which... It's fascinating to me because even in our own marriage, 27 years into this thing, there's still places we haven't gone. Oh, I'm sure there's And I don't mean just in the world. I mean relationally. Yeah. There's a lot of places in the world we haven't gone. Madagascar. We'll make it there. We'll make it there. (laughs) Alongside my wife, Pam, we're so glad that you guys take some time out each and every day and week to spend it with us. Mm -hmm. And if you like what we got going on here, please jump on iTunes, rate and review the show, leave a comment, subscribe. Do the same thing with Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, however you listen. Um, we want that, uh, the, the message that we've got going on, we want it to spread as far as we can mm-hmm. to help marriages just thrive, not survive, but thrive and actually just blossom into all that they can be as they continue forward each and every day. And before we jump into today's episode, Pam, um, this is uh, as we transition into the fall. Um, there's two times a year that I open up uh, Man of His Word Mastermind groups, mm-hmm. and the, the fall is one of them. Yeah. So we do it at the first of the year, and then we do it as the transition from summer into fall, and so that is going on right now. And if you're not sure what I mean by mastermind, um, you're going to need to go to smrnation.com forward slash masterminds, and I'll give you a whole lot of information. But this is a six-month process for six men at a time in mm-hmm. a group with me where we meet twice a month and it's truly about just becoming better men, better fathers, husbands, friends, coworkers, neighbors, all that that entails as men. Mm-hmm. Because this is one of those things that I believe and love so much is just watching men really um, take charge of their life, live a deeper life, set a good tone for their life and their family and their marriage. And it just makes things so much better. I appreciate the response that um, I hear from you from some of the wives, too, uh, of the changes and the greatness they're seeing coming from their husbands that go through this. Right. 
and it, it is a fantastic process, but it's not just the first come first serve. So if you are interested as you're hearing this, um, if it's still in the fall of 2020, as in July and August, send me an email right. at uh, Corey at smrnation.com or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. I'll get both of those. And just let me know you're interested and I'll send you the next step because there's a process to be admitted possibly into a group because this is about finding the right fit of guys, not just a group of guys. Yeah. Because that's what makes the power of this process all the more meaningful and lasting. Right. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, a couple of your questions and our answers. One's a follow-up from um, the second segment last week. Mm-hmm. Um, will be the second segment this week. Perfect. <laughs> so we're going to continue on a dialogue that uh, began, and we'll make a little bit of a pivot this time with this episode with the follow-up email from that listener. And then on the extended version, which is deeper, longer, and there's no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. We got two parts that we're doing in the extended content. Another follow-up from last week's episode in the extended content yeah, with some of the information we were sharing from a blog post on how do you confront a wife's denial mm-hmm. or refusal. Yeah, I appreciate the follow-up of on sex. that. I, I, yeah, that's the one thing over the eight and a half years of Sexy Marriage Radio. I love the SMR Nation and those in it that are willing to push back and speak up and say, hold on a second there, fella. They don't say it that way, but you know no, what I mean. No, they didn't say it that way, but that's all right. <laughs> but just to call out what they see or what they're hearing mm-hmm. and just asking for clarification or just offering up another view and another statement that I'm good with. We love that idea yeah. of we want all the stuff that can be at least discussed. So then that helps us all make it better. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the extended content, we're going to talk some about the the world of Dr. Schnarch and his theory. And so one of the members of the Academy had suggested, what if we did um, some of the basic terminology that has helped shape sexy marriage radio, the mm-hmm. way I practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I can talk some of the theory and Pam's going to make it uh, every man speak. <laughs> this is stuff that as you were, as you've written over the years and I proof it just for right. proofing sake i'm like okay dumb this down give this to me in fourth grade or sixth grade level certainly elementary school level right because i don't get it uh so so if there's concepts right so if there's concepts we've talked about on the shows before and you're not sure what it is that we mean and you're not a part of the extended academy uh join because pam will help you understand it all that's coming up on today's show (laughs) right Hi, um, I was asking some questions about my husband. Um, he actually had a stroke like uh, 17 years ago, and I'm just struggling with trying to wait, find ways um, to make sure that we both can keep each other happily, um, you know, with flirting and continual uh, growth in our sexual relationship and emotional relationship. Um, he basically just has um, problems with his sexual needs and desires, wanting more, and um, I actually am 55, so I would like to please him as well as make sure I'm happy as well. Um, so just asking about that, how do you do that when somebody has, like, 
paralyzation on the right side and um, still wanting to make sure that we are as close and intimate as possible. Um, I'm going to, my name is Jane. If you would just uh, address that, please. Thank you. Jane, we'd love to address this because mm-hmm. this is one of those things that um, it you're talking about a, a, a hurdle that's happening in your marriage, that a stroke that's occurred 17 years ago, and that can throw a definite, uh, we got to go a different route. We got We got different things to address and, and confront yeah, to help experience what we want to experience. Yeah, it's not the normal, just plain emotional, whatever. It's, I mean, there's the physical conditions right. you got to overcome. So yeah. Right. And so this, the, the thing I love about the way Jane's framing this is the key statement she made right in the middle was, I want to, tr- I'm, I'm hoping to make sure he's happy and I'm happy mm-hmm. because I think that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. And it I is. think you could almost even flip that because I believe, and we've talked about this on the show, the best relationships are, I want for my spouse what they want for themselves Mm-hmm. And so there is an element of when when I know my wife is after something for her happiness or joy, if I'm at my best, I want what she's wanting for her. Right. Right. So And the key phrase there is if at, if I'm at my best. True. Sounds like Jane's at her best. So we're going to roll with Absolutely, that. Absolutely it is. And so one of the things to how do you keep the connection going? How do you keep the flirting going? How do you have a deeper connection? The biggest thing you do in that regard, Jane, is you make sure you are presenting something worth connecting with and leading the charge where you want it to go. If you're wanting more flirting in your marriage, flirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's some of it is that simple of, I really want this. Well, then do it. And I realize it gets more complicated than that because sometimes we're the higher desire for something, but not the higher desire to make it happen. And that's true. I, I we totally get stuck in that and, and potentially with, you know, if he's got, um, you know, right side paralysis, there may be some, some pieces of the flirting aspect that he's limited by potentially. And she's got to kind of maybe help fill in that gap on that side. It could be. And so she needs to, uh, readjust her view of as, as a higher desire when maybe that's not what she was originally. Mm Mm-hmm. But if it's 17 years in, you probably have a pretty good picture of if you are or not. And so sometimes you have to face that if this is what I'm really wanting and where I'm wanting this to go, I've got to muster up the ability to lead it there, not be led there. Because one of the things that can happen Mm -hmm. from the fallouts of a stroke and depending on severity, Mm -hmm. because it sounds like he's functioning, it's just some paralysis and some hurdles Mm -hmm. that have created. But depression is a definite uh, fallout of a stroke because now all of a sudden your view of yourself is different and it's a sure. knock. It's a gut punch Sure. on, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know? And so you start, I start seeing limitations rather than the power that maybe I once possessed. Hmm. And that's a huge, that, that makes sense. That's that, a huge hit. That's also remember. a big libido hit. Mm-hmm. So sure recognizing, okay, that just changed our dynamics. So how do I see my role in that in this process mm-hmm. and challenge myself in this mm-hmm. right so then some of the other things that can happen when you're talking about paralysis um, because that's an often common thing too mm-hmm. as well as from the research I've done on this that then you're talking about okay we have to sometimes be a lot more creative maybe we can't be as free flowing 
because maybe if it's if you're talking about partial on one side and it's the entirety of your body, maybe he can't prop himself up on his right side or his, you know whichever right. it's impacted. And so you're talking about needing to be more specific and pointed about what positions are we able to do. Right. What can we do as foreplay is unfolding? And those are all things that at face value can be buzzkills. Right, because you're you're coming up against the limitation. Sure. And most of us have this romanticized view of I just want this thing to be free flowing. And as things like this happen, and as all of us age, they don't always they don't. stay free flowing. And and as you're saying that, I'm thinking, wow, you're creating this intimate opportunity. Actually, as you both, nobody else is going through this with you. It's the two of you going through this and figuring out. Right. You know, let's talk about what positions are available to us, what works for us. And that's not free flowing, but when you're in it, when you're doing it, and when you're done and you look at each other and say, thanks for talking to me about that. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for asking the questions. Right. Well, that's so that's great tee up right there, Pam, on just that is the intimacy and the depth of connection that maybe it's not being seen as such. The ability to confront the limitations and the struggles that are presented actually is creating more intimacy and deeper connection. Yeah. Despite what's gone on here, I want this with you. I almost almost envision, Jane, that my hope would be you could see you and your husband are at a party and it's with really good friends, and somehow the topic of sex comes up, and some people are talking about something they maybe just accomplished. Maybe you got a group of friends that are a little more boisterous and open about their that part of their life, and maybe they're saying, oh, man, let me tell you about what we discovered, and it's some sort of just technique or position. And my hope would be you can look your husband in the eye, and, and both of you have this realization. You have no idea what sex is really like when you when until you've really faced what we face. Right. And what the depth and the intimate bond that that can be. And that's something you can't express it in words. Mm-hmm. You just experience it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're well on your way, Jane. And yeah. my hope is you just continue to lead that charge and you be o- open about it with him. And you don't see those things as obstacles that are limiting. They're just things to, to learn and grow from. If you've listened to Sexy Marriage Radio for any length of time, you've heard us talk about how marriages have struggles. Life has struggles, but you're not alone. If something's interfering with your well-being or preventing you from achieving your goals, help is available. I've had the help of a great therapist at several different points in my life, and I would not be experiencing the life, marriage, or family I have today without them. This is where our sponsor, BetterHelp, comes into play for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And in many cases, you can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And with a broad range of expertise available, this is available to clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You get timely, thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's often more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. 
BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier and healthier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash SMR. That's Better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This is actually one therapist recommending other therapists because finding the right professional to work with makes all the difference. Special offer for our listeners in the SMR Nation is you get 10% off your first month. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash SMR today. So last week in the show, we had an email that came in from a listener that uh, he was talking about. Um, his wife had pointed out a comment that it seemed like he had initiated less in her theory was um, because over three and a half years ago or so, he, he, he stopped porn usage and he stopped masturbation. Mm-hmm. And so her theory is now that you're not doing anything illicit and wrong, your desire level has leveled off like it should. It's small. It's less. Right. He added into that email, it's possible that that's a component of this. But there's also the component of anytime he initiates with her, the pushback and the response and the rejection is painful. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there is an element of, I'm just going to try to squash it. I'm yeah. going to push it aside. And so he's asking for a little more, uh, he's given a little more data with this information, okay. but also going a slightly different way okay. with this email. So he says, I'm definitely a higher desire spouse. Usually my sexual advances are turned down. She's either tired, doesn't think I've done enough to connect on an emotional level first, or she's just unavailable. She has a hard boundary around masturbation. She thinks it's very unhealthy for me. I haven't masturbated for three and a half years out of consideration for her views on it, though I don't share her views. I find myself getting resentful. If I take things into my own hands, I will of course be upfront with her about that, but it will almost surely result in her refusing sex until I eliminate that behavior. And she may even see me as, as toxic and separate or divorce me. I refuse to choose masturbation over sex with my wife, but I also resent the power play, the, the power dynamic at play. I constantly live in shut it down mode when I feel any sexual spark. It feels like one of those classic two choice dilemmas. I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. This is a powder keg issue in our marriage. Sex in general actually is. She has trauma around it. I have trauma around it. She's actually had an affair a few years ago. What's the growth path for me? I'm a Christian, so I won't use porn, period, so that's not an issue here. I don't want to cater to carnal desires to gratify myself while wounding my wife. Feels totally selfish and unchristlike. At the same time, I get angry about how much control she exerts over my sexuality. I don't think masturbation is morally wrong as long as I'm not lusting after any other woman in my thought life. She's the higher desire in other various areas like adventure, social interactions, travel, and she's able to satisfy all those things apart from me. She has a network of girlfriends that she's very active with, but as the higher desire spouse in the sexual arena, there are no such options for me. She's my only outlet for that energy. I have zero options, especially if masturbation is off the table. It seems so unfair. The schnarch voice in my head says I need to own my view and be solid enough to live it out, meaning masturbate. Even if that hurts my wife and results in lost privileges for me, or maybe even in a failed marriage. The pastor's voice in my head says, die to yourself and refuse to gratify the desires of the flesh. Prioritize loving your wife, even if that means sacrificing things you want. Help. I suspect a lot of spouses in the SMR nation will identify with this issue and be grateful for any words of wisdom you can offer. A lot more data in that. 
Yes, there is. What jumps out to you in the data? <laughs> the first thing that jumps out to me is that, you know, something's going on here. She had an affair back then. Mm-hmm. And so he's being continually held to the fire for one thing. And I have no idea the healing process they went through from there. Right. Right. Um, but anyway, that's, that's, the that first is, thing that's that new data to that, me. that makes it a little different because now if you're talking about trauma that's surrounding sexual aspects of our life that, you know, can take a while to untangle and some of them yeah. are relational and some of them are individual and there's sometimes big overlap yeah. in those two spheres. You're talking, I mean, here, here's what I hear in this just right off the bat is one partner seems to try to claim the moral high ground when they don't have it. It's like the hierarchy of pain. Right. Right. My, and I, one of the fundamental things I believe in is there's no hierarchy to pain. Mm-hmm. Pain between different people. One does not usurp another's. No. It's, it's just still pain. pain. Right. Yeah. So setting that aside first and recognizing, hold on a sec, because I like his phraseology of, I, I do not, I'm frustrated at her power over my sexuality. Yeah. And that's key. Um, but how, he's got to live according to how he believes is morally right right right? and that's what he's trying to do right but he feels constrained in one way and not the other so then you start getting into the 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 mandates and the edicts that have been brought down from scripture that aren't necessarily in there (laughs) right that whole i mean this was on the academy call last night right with the idea of die to self right Right. What does that really mean? You well, have to have a self. You first. have to have a self first, which means you have your own power. You claim it. You're, the agency of you is paramount. Mm-hmm. And so then I can, and, and I also love the way he's, he wrestles with this in the sense that I'm not trying to wrestle it to pull one over on my wife. I'm really trying to wrestle as what's my move. Right. Right. Because there, we can get a lot of times where we get frustrated with the spouse and we just start yelling at the wind about my spouse and what they do or don't do rather than what's my move. Right. Right. That's that whole I can get caught up in the marriage I wish I had or I can confront the marriage I have. Yeah. And so your move, he's framing it in the sense of, well, do I be solid enough to live it out as in even masturbate, which, okay. Can you even move down that route without actually fulfilling it, though? I think you can. If it's almost a claiming, I know you don't like this, but if I choose to, I will. And it's just kind of putting it out in the open. That's a power move, too. Right. That's the same thing as her move of saying, I'm not okay with this. It, it is. Because it's, it's an attempt to control. Mm-hmm. And so I think you can, metaphorically speaking, atta- you know, securely attach your penis. Mm-hmm. And if you want to use it, use it. And just let it be known that I have the power to do so. Doesn't mean you're actually doing it. Just claiming that power that I do have the power to it. Right. Because a lot of times people make moves and when the the partner or their antagonist back down, well done on them. Mm -hmm. So 
how do you make it less easy to get moves around you for the things that you really care about? Which means, in some regards, you do need to muster up knowing full well if if and when I steer a sexual energy or spark towards my spouse, it may not be received well and it's going to be, I'm going to get some rejection from it. Mm -hmm. So how do I muster up knowing, okay, I can go in knowing this may hurt, but I can still go in because that's the better route for me. That's where I want to express this. Mm -hmm. So you just... Lean into that discomfort, and you continue down the path of being the higher desire and it leading it towards you where you want. Mm-hmm. You could also then do, because one of the things that masturbation has such a power play over is the secretness of it. That's where a lot of times it becomes the bigger issue. Yeah, true. And so I'm curious what might happen if you do even a bolder move of the day's been unfolding and you were just really jazzed and you're like, okay, if you're not available, I'm I'm really at a point of, I'm just looking for some release and I really want to share this with you because I think that's a human carnal thing and I mm-hmm. don't think that's sin in the sense of just our, our biology. Right. So a different move would be, hey, I'm going to, I'm really interested in having sex with you tonight and short of that, I'm going to masturbate, but I'd love to do it right around you. Can you, can you join me in it? Can well, you participate in some way? You know, some where it's just like, I'm still steering this and not hiding this from you at all. Okay. I mean, that's a move. I From, a, from this wife's point of view, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Uh, like, that's not going to be a turn on that would get me to want to come back Fair. To bed with you. Fair. Just saying. But it's not hiding it, and it's also not running to a secret. Right. So it is truly I, I get a, what you're doing. a move of bringing it much more into the open and possibly intimate in the future. It's not going to be necessarily right then, because it's a power move. But the difference is, is uh, I'm claiming my own power here, not necessarily wielding it mm-hmm. haphazardly and evilly. Yeah. But... I am claiming a power because there is this still this the last last statement that's worth unpacking just real briefly is this element of there is a power play when it comes to a lot of sexual dynamic in couples where there is this element of should I have to earn this? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's a tough one (laughs) because can I treat someone poorly and still think that the sex is going to happen? Depending on the person, I don't know. It happens. I'm sure people think that all the time. Um, but the reality is we look at how we're treated as a whole. Yes. And I guess I don't, I don't think people typically put the earn word on it. But there's definitely things you can do throughout the day, throughout the week that really just say you're not worth having this time with right and whether you call that earning or not right well but it also begs the question of you have to ask what kind of sex am i trying to have right because if it truly is just a one-sided affair 
why would the other partner want to always come back to that? Mm-hmm. Right. That's that element of, you know, well, you can take care of that yourself. Right. If, if that's really all it is. Right. But if it is this, I want to have a joint venture together that we both get stuff out of. There is an element of it's not earning it, but it's enticing. It's inviting. Mm-hmm. It's inspiring. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's a fine line on what is that? <laughs> is it earning or not? And yeah, no, it's both. Depends on the it depends on the circumstance and the person. Okay. Because I think the earning thing is just a whole big topic. It that, is. That's a whole big topic in and of itself. That sounds to me like someone who's just kind of got their checklist during the day and Well, that's if you give me this, I'll give you that. That's the power move though. Tip for tap. That's the whole that's his phraseology of the power she exerts over his sexuality. Mm-hmm. Makes it feel like I have to earn it. Gotcha. My belief is you don't earn your own sexuality. Mm-hmm. You claim it. Mm-hmm. And so what I do with it is what his next bigger step is. Of what do you do with your own sexuality? Mm-hmm. And where do I steer it? And that's just where a lot of times, knowing, knowing how I know this guy already, one of the things you're going to need to do is talk less when you make these moves. Hmm. Don't try to explain it because we get caught in. Let me explain to the, to the because I'm trying to soften it. Sure. That's the two-choice dilemma. Sure. Because I know the pushback that's about to come. Instead, I'm better, I'm better off with just the statement of, I'm taking back my own sexuality. I'm steering it towards you, baby. Yeah. But I'm taking it back. Yeah. I don't like... Just letting you know. That's it. <laughs> right. And then maybe down the road, there's a, okay, now we can start unpacking... Here's the fear I've got surrounding this. Here's the trauma I've got surrounding this. And maybe then you start to really both unpack, have we really healed from the trauma from on both sides? Right. Because there's this element of they both have this they're bringing in. Right. And there's probably layers of it that that's still wreaking all kinds of havoc. It's always fascinating to me when you think about marriage through the lens of power. Hmm. And the fact that... Uh, Power is a dynamic that's at play Yeah, <laughs> in a relationship because we get caught in this turmoil and world of where is my power, but also where is the relational power? Yeah. And where's my spouse's power? And it can get so convoluted that we just get lost in the weeds. Yeah. Right. And so how do you start to see, I guess, our journey as where am I creating a self that I am giving in my relationship and in the world Mm -hmm. that truly is by choice because we're all better in that regard. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. If there's something left undone, you know what you should do. 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'll see you next time.